You're listening to the Franchise Freedom Podcast with Giuseppe Grammatico. Thanks for joining the Franchise Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Grammatico, your franchise guide, the show where we help corporate executives experience time and financial freedom via franchising. We are very excited for today's episode. We actually have a guest today. We, we've been doing solo episodes for majority of the year. And, and as promised, I said I was going to bring on a guest where maybe it's a topic where I'm not the, the expert in and uh, wanted to welcome Houston Barnes from uh, the Barnes Law Firm. Uh, Houston, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. So, so I'm your first guest ever on the show. That's no, no, for 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 the oh, okay. year, for okay. the year, yeah. Now, okay, for the year. Well, well, yeah, we still it's 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 still an honor for 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 it's 2023. You're the first. Yeah, we we switched to solo episodes. We've been covering uh, FAQs actually, and people have found that really helpful. Just diving into Excellent. specific questions they have. So for today, you know, I did a a quick little show the other day on on registration states. I know maybe it wasn't the most exciting. Uh, episode and I said let's let's take a step back and talk about the FDD and uh, you're, you're my go-to when it comes to to franchise law. But before I even get into that, tell the audience or give give the audience a little bit of background, um, you know, who who you are and what you do. Yeah, real simple background. Um, I'm a franchisee only attorney. I've I've been a franchise attorney that worked with franchisors in the past. I am now franchisee only. And my practice exclusively focuses on working with the entrepreneur, the business person, the the person who is getting into franchising for the first time or multiple times, going through the FPD, going through the agreement, helping you through the process, getting you protected and making sure that the wonderful world of franchising is a good fit for you long term. Awesome. And that makes it simpler too, since you don't. There's no conflict of interest since you're not working with other franchisors, so it's a simple process. Um, well, awesome. Well, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm gonna. If you're cool with it, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just dive in because I get these questions yeah. daily, and I'm like, why don't we just put it all in one episode? So, t- so someone uh, new to so we're, we're these are corporate executives that are, that are listening to the show mm-hmm. for the most part, never owned the business, okay. they're transitioning. So. The question that comes up, and I'm going to ask two questions kind of uh, together. So what what is the FDD and why is it important? And what is the franchise agreement? Those are two questions that, that come up uh, early on in the, in, in the process. Yeah, so the I'm going to work on that backwards. So first of all, the franchise agreement, that is a contract between you and the franchisor. And that is the agreement that's going to govern hopefully the next 10, 20, 30 years of your life. Right. So so that is the most important part of this whole process is that franchise agreement. That franchise agreement is presented to you within the franchise disclosure document. You'll hear it referred to as the FDD. The Federal Trade Commission is who oversees that document. And they have said that the franchise agreement is too complicated for the average person so that there needs to be a standard outline of what's in that agreement for the layperson to be able to understand. So what you have with the franchise disclosure document is you really have three parts. You have part one, which is a number of items, which in theory describes in layman's terms what's in the franchise agreement. Part two of the franchise disclosure document is the actual franchise agreement. And then part three is any disclosures that they're required to give you or choose to give you the fran- uh, 
Federal Trade Commission requires that there be a lot of disclosures given to you. For example, that FDD has to include the names and contact information for every current and past franchisee in the system. So that's going to be buried in there also. That franchise disclosure document, I've seen ones that are 100 pages. Mm. Usually they're two, 300 pages. So, so they're absolute monsters. But that's where I live. That's what I read. I read, review, negotiate more than 150 of those every year. And that really, I tell people, that's your Bible of franchising. That is going to be all the information they're required to give you, all the information they choose to give you. Everything you need to make an informed decision is in there. And everything as you go through the process, you need to look back and say, okay, what what is exactly the agreement that I entered into with these folks say? You can go back to it at that point. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I, I've seen them all different lengths and uh, a lot of, lot of sections I, I noticed, like even the financial section could be a paragraph and I've seen it 50 pages long. So um, it's uh, exactly. it's such a difference. So it's, 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 it's governed by the Federal Trade Commission and the idea is that it be standard. So everyone is exactly the same. Right. And as someone who sees hundreds of these a year, I can tell you there's there's nothing standard about a franchise disclosure document. So right. it's, it, it's real important as you go through the process that you read it for yourself, but also get somebody who has a real deep understanding of them who can tell the good from the bad and, and get into it with you. Awesome. Uh, my next question, I did a show on not too long ago and looking back, I, I should have had you on sooner um, because you can, you can definitely talk, uh, you can talk <laughs> and explain it much better than I can. So what happens in the case of registration states? You know, what, what is a registration state? Uh, and, and the reason I bring this up is I had a gentleman, uh, I was working with uh, two family members, two different states. One was in a non-registration state, one was in a registration, and they wanted to look at the same brand. And I said, y- 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 unfortunately, you can't because one is, is still waiting on approval of the agreement. So if you could talk to us a little bit about you know, what a registration state is and, and kind of what's what's the differences and, and you know, uh, that people can expect. To yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm let, let's not get into a lot of detail about that. I, I think that gets into the weeds of franchising law in, in a way that is is unnecessary for for the average person getting in. So what I think everyone needs to understand is, is kind of the big picture is that the Federal Trade Commission from a federal level guides what needs to be in the franchise disclosure document and in the franchise agreement. And that is common across the whole country. Now, we obviously in this country have 50 states and every single state may or may not have their own franchise laws. And so there are some states that don't say anything about franchising. So you just take the franchise disclosure document that you use in other states and use it there. There are some states that require you to just pay a fee and and we're talking about franchisors. So right. uh, again, we're getting a little far afield from hopefully what your, your clients are going to need. But um, some states require you just to pay a fee and to have your franchise disclosure document on file. Some states require you pay a fee that you submit it for application. That has to get approved. There have to be state-specific addendum in there. So there, there are all these different state rules. Um, it's 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 something that that can be the bane of existence for a franchise or lawyer 
Um, and, and one of the reasons I do franchisee work is I enjoy working with entrepreneurs. I enjoy working with people who are getting into business and I, I really don't get into the weeds of what states are doing, what registration and changes to the uh, addendum requirements these days. And, and, and for a typical person getting into franchising, it shouldn't really be an issue, except to know that especially in the springtime, there are times when you cannot be disclosed or franchise disclosure document, when you can be, when it's under registration, when you're looking at last year's. It gets real confusing, but again, having somebody who knows industry, who is helping guide you through it, just listen to their advice, take what they're saying and, and go that direction. Perfect. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to get any further than that, but I, I wanted to touch on that since it's a, it's a question that recently came up yeah. and I'm like, you know, let, let's, let's bring that up. So going back to FDD. So, you know, common, um, common re- uh, remark or response I get is, well, my, a friend of mine is, uh, is an attorney. They don't, they don't practice mm-hmm. franchise law. They'll, they'll just review, uh, the agreement. You know, why, you know, are, as you mentioned, you specialize in franchise law. So what, what's it, you know, I always say you want to talk to a franchise attorney simply because they're familiar and they have, they can set the expectations. So talk to us a little bit about the importance of really uh, you know, hiring a franchise attorney. The, the best example I can use is that everyone can relate to is, is the medical field. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have or, or should have a, a general practitioner who, who knows a little bit about everything, can help with general things, wills, trusts, and stuff like that. Um, when you have a heart issue, you're going to want to go to the cardiologist. The cardiologist, they have studied the heart. They see nothing but heart cases, so they know what's going on. You're not going to go to a podiatrist to deal with the heart issue. Same thing in law. Um, when it comes to contracts, a franchise agreement is a completely different beast than any other contract you'll see. And it's there. there's a common issue in franchising that people get a non-franchise attorney to come in and help them. And it just can really throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing because a lot of the contract principles that as an attorney you apply towards general contractual relationships between a two parties, uh, they just don't apply here. So you really want an attorney who knows the ins and outs of franchising law because they can be unique. But second, you want someone who sees a whole lot of these deals, right? Again, the reason you go to a cardiologist, they look at hearts all day, every day. There's a good book. is I think it's a Mac, Malcolm Gladwell book, uh, Blink, about how when you see something or know something enough, you can just look at it and instinctively know right or wrong. And that's what you want out of your attorney. You want someone who can look at something and even before they can process it, know, hey, something's not right here or this isn't what I'm this is not what I'm used to seeing. Franchising is a big, wild world. It's also a small world. So you need an attorney who goes to the franchise law conferences, who goes to franchise trade shows, who understands the industry, who really can help you be as successful as you can within this world. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, and you're, um, and with a franchise attorney, they, they really can cover all 50 States, right? Does it matter what state the, uh, the person resides in? Yeah. I have clients in all 50 States, uh, sometimes with clients or sometimes there are going to be things that are specific to your state that, that you need. And again, that's when we use the, 
use the doctor example. If I'm the cardiologist and you come in and say, oh, by the way, my toe is falling off, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, it looks bad. Here's a podiatrist to go to. So, so, I, so I can help you find a state-specific attorney if necessary. But again, that's going to be referring you to somebody who is specializing in whatever area it is that you need for that particular issue. And what and and one one other comment uh, I was going to make with a with a franchise attorney is that they're setting the uh, you're setting the expectation as well. The the franchise disclosure document is not meant to be rewritten, um, as everyone has to be treated the same way. Is my my understanding? And if I'm wrong in any in any way, please please let me know. But I always say the 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 agreement is not written to just protect the, the franchisor. It's written to protect the brand so that everyone is functioning and following the same system, same policy, same procedures. So uh, really the expectation is for, uh, from what I've heard, clarification on certain aspects. Maybe there's some red, red flags to be brought up, but the the expectation is not to rewrite the entire agreement. That, that's not what the review is for. And, and, and if yeah, I'm so, wrong anyway. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, so let's talk about that because that the, the narrative that is pushed, especially by franchisors, is that the franchise agreement is a take it or leave it proposition. And that's simply not true. Again, in the past year, I've done between 150 and 200 franchise agreement. I would say 60% of those we have negotiated some sort of term in that. So what, what you don't want, what's typical in the legal industry and contract law is you take a contract and you redline it. You go through and you make all these changes, you submit it back to their party and you go back and forth. That's not how it works in franchising. The basic agreement you get, it, it while not a take it or leave it proposition, that is the structure they've set up and that's the structure that you're going to enter into. Right. There are things in that agreement, however, that need to be or can be tweaked to the benefit of the franchisee. And we do that through an addendum. So we'll we'll draft up a document that says we're agreeing to the contract, but here are a few items within the contract that we are are going to change. And some things in the franchise agreement, for example, long term, the ongoing royalty, hardly ever negotiated. Mm -hmm. Right. Territory, what the size that territory is. Yeah, that's negotiated um, a lot. So, again, that's where it comes in to getting a, a franchise attorney who can look at this and say, yeah, I know you don't like that term, but that's franchising. That's the same term everywhere. Right. Or they can look at, yeah, here's how they wrote that term. I've also negotiated it this way. I've negotiated it this way and I've negotiated it this way. So let's tackle it in, in this direction. So franchise agreement, when you see it, it is not a take it or leave it proposition strictly, but the, the tent poles, the, the frame, definitely it is what it is. Perfect. What, that what, sense. uh, yeah, no, no, that, that, that was really helpful. What, um, obviously you do the full review when, when someone is, is going through the first time, are there any important sections or areas you stress taking a, taking a look at for someone just doing their initial uh, review of an agreement? Uh, and, and the reason I bring this up is, when we work with um, all the families, all the candidates, we were typically looking at two or three different brands. So they'll do the initial kind of review of the agreement. Any any areas that are, that really stand out that they should focus on? You're you are asking an attorney what the most important part of an agreement is, and 
you know, there, there are never enough words in a contract for, for us attorneys. So the, the primary answer is no. Every, every word in that franchise disclosure document, every word in that franchise agreement is equally as important. Um, that is, that is the lawyer in me answering. Um, if I were coming at this as a potential franchisee, what I would do is I would look more at the items that outline what the fees are, how the fees are paid, um, what, what those financial things are. I would, I would focus on some of those first few items, the summary of the business and, and really understand what, what I want to get into. Um, I mean, people ask me all the time, what, what franchise should I get into? And I say, I, are you going to be happier frying chicken fingers? Or are you going to be happier mowing lawns? I have no clue. Right. Right. Or do you want to be in a truck all day driving around building temporary walls? Or do you want to be in an office sitting all day making calls? I, either one is going to sound miserable to some of the population and either one's going to sound absolutely like a dream to some people. So it, it really is, I'm exploring a franchise. I want to figure out the culture. I want to figure out what the basic fees are. I want to figure out what it basically looks like, narrow it down to which one I want. Then let's dig into the legal details and bring in somebody like me who can really understand what you are agreeing to. And you can say to me, oh, you said that I have to be there nine to five every day. The franchisor is telling me this is an absentee owner. Where is the disconnect here? And I can help uh, both walk you through that or make sure that we make some changes so that it works for the way you want it to work. Sounds good. And and these are all case by case, right? It's up to the, the, the franchisor. So that's why there's no blanket in negotiation and how the contract uh, as far as addendums go. So that was that was really helpful. And it was also very helpful when you said, you know, you, you're really doing this later on, not when you initially get the uh, the franchise agreement, because at that point and we're in the area I specialize in, we're still trying to figure out the match and, and the brand that really is the the better fit for you. So this was uh, was really helpful. Any anything we didn't discuss that you'd like to, to bring up? And then I, I want you to give the audience, you know, uh, where they can uh, uh, easiest way to contact you. No, look, I mean, I. I there's a reason that I'm focused in franchising and that's because I think it's a wonderful business model. I think it is a great model for a lot of people who want to be on their own. And 95% of my clients, I love getting on the phone with and I get excited about, and I, I want to help them through this. Um, you are signing up when you get into franchising for a long-term commitment, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, um, you need to understand what you're getting into. It's not something to be taken lightly, but the world of franchising, it can be a wild world sometime, but the resources are out there. There are people like you who all they do is help identify what the best opportunities are and get you into those. There are people like me who all I do is focus on the franchise agreement and the legal side of things. There are people who all they do is help franchisees get funding. I mean, we, there's a, we, we refer to it a lot in the business as a franchise family mm -hmm. and the franchise family is strong and we are here to help you get into this and use those resources because spending a little bit of money with me 
now to make sure you understand what you're getting into and to protect yourself. That is a whole lot less expensive and you're going to lose a whole lot less sleep than if you're calling me four or five years from now and say, whoa, I didn't know this is what I was getting into. What are my options now? That's 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 a much more difficult call than calling me now and saying, okay, let's let's figure all this stuff out up, up, up front. So right. be be proactive. You are your best advocate here. We're all here to help you. My website is barneslaw.com, B-A-R-N-E-S-L-A-W.com. I just redid it. It's a very simple website. There aren't many pages on there, but there are some good frequently asked questions on there. My contact information's on there. Send me an email, shoot me a text. I'll get back to you within 24 hours and I can help work through any questions you have. Again, with the doctor example, I'm a lawyer. I'm really good at the lawyer side of things. If you have questions about something else, hey, this just doesn't seem right. Again, talking to folks who see hundreds of deals a year, we may not have the answer, but we can give you a gut check and we can point you in the right direction as well. So use me as a resource. That's why I'm here. Uh, the old saying, what a rising tide lifts all boats. That that truly is the the truth with franchising. We're, we're all here to help you help each other. And, and we're a, a good family. Awesome. Well, this, this is a, this has been great. It's been, it's been super helpful. Uh, I prefer to coming directly from the source instead of, instead of coming from me. So this was a really helpful. I'll definitely be sh- sharing this with, with people that are um, asking, you know, at what point do I need a, a franchise attorney? So I, I really appreciate your time. Barneslaw.com. We're going to put that in the show notes as well. Uh, along with all of Houston's uh, information. Houston, it's been a pleasure. Again, thank you for coming on the show and uh, looking forward to maybe, maybe, maybe we do an annual update. If there are some major changes, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. Um, there, 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 there are always changes in, in franchising law and it is mind numbingly boring, but it's a, it's, it, it's a wild world out there. So with, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. And yeah. If it's, if it's worth having a show or not, but we'll, uh, we'll definitely yeah. talk. I, I enjoyed uh Enjoyed our conversation and looking forward to looking forward to speaking again. Take care. I appreciate you. You have a great day. Thanks. You too. Thanks for tuning in. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways Giuseppe can help. One, if you've ever considered owning a business of any kind, you owe it to yourself to get a copy of Giuseppe's book, Franchise Freedom. Download your free copy at ggthefranchiseguide.com slash book. Two, want to understand how successful executives make the transition from corporate to owning their own franchise? Join Giuseppe's next online presentation, Franchise Freedom, How to Escape the Corporate World and Have Financial and Time Freedom by Owning a Franchise by going to ggthefranchiseguide.com slash video. Three, want to work with Giuseppe one-on-one to identify the right franchise opportunity for you to navigate the process and get plugged into experienced franchising advisors? Send him an email to gg at ggthefranchiseguide.com with one-on-one in the subject, and he'll send you all the details.